So tonight we are um, concluding this series we've titled um, All In. And some of you came in the door, or you should have come in the door with cards uh, that looked a lot like this. It said All In. They're your commitment cards. You've, uh, over the last couple weeks, you prayed about them, you thought about them, um, you've written on them. And so at the end of tonight, you're going to have an opportunity to fill this out. If you have not uh, done that yet, you'll have an awesome opportunity to be all in. But before um, I kind of get started tonight, we're going to go on a little uh, field trip. But here's what I'm going to ask, is that um, we would do it in silence. That where we go, that we would go in silence, we would choose um, not to speak, not to say a word, but but instead just to listen and to see and and to uh, allow the Lord to... um, kind of build a vision in front of us. I think what that really is going to take is us just being quiet. And and now you could uh, whisper to your friend and no one else would would hear but but your friend and and you would distract you and your friend. And so I'm just going to ask not even like the tiny whispers that that we would just go um, silently. But I'm going to pray for us that I'm going to walk out that back door, and um, if y'all would just get up and follow me, we're going to go through out there, we're going to go outside um, into a big field, um, and you're just going to kind of keep going past me a little bit, but you're going to stand kind of close to the building, facing out, you don't want to walk out because it's pretty muddy, Um, and then I'm just going to speak to us a little bit, and we're going to come back in, cool? Uh, I'm going to pray real quick. God, thank you so much for this time, thank you for these students, thank you that no one died in spoons, Um, and Lord, thank you for salvation and for Jesus. For even in our, uh, even how inadequate we feel sometimes and, and how sinful or, or um, filthy or guilty that we feel sometimes, God, you don't see us that way um, when we've been washed by the blood of Jesus. Or you see us as, as your perfect sons and your perfect daughters. God, thank you for giving us something that we can never get on our own. Lord, I ask that you'd be with us tonight, that you... Um, in fact, would give us a unified vision of what you're doing at this church and in our church family um, and in this place we get to call our home. Um, and Lord, that, that you um, would just move in tonight and speak through tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> in a building like that, with a purpose like that, in a world that we live in today, doesn't get built because there's rich people in our congregation. Because we have enough money. Yeah, those things could happen. But that's not what's needed to build this building. What's not needed is just the wealthiest people. What's needed are people who say, I'm going to choose what name I will carry. Let me make sense of that to you. It's people saying, the name that I will carry above all other names, I'm going to choose that one. I'm not going to let the world choose it for me. I'm going to choose that one. I was watching the Olympics and something just hit me and the Lord just kind of, man, like, just pound me in the head. He can use anything. And I'm watching the Olympics, the opening ceremonies of the Winter Olympics this year. And all the people are walking in 
And as they're walking in, they're saying, oh, this is a star athlete of this country, and this is a star athlete of this country. And then when Korea starts walking in, they're calling out the names, this is their star athlete. But you notice the names are different, that they're calling out last name before they're calling out first name. And the commentator even said, he he stopped for a minute, he said, you may notice that the names, the way we are calling them out are last name and then first name. And in Korea, it's not like us here where we got a hundred different last names. In Korea, it's very common names. And in Korea, we may have three different last names in this room. That there would be a lot of people with the same last names. And what your last name says is it says where you're from and the people, uh, the people group, who you represent, and who you are as a group. And the thing about Koreans and, and their tradition and their culture is they would rather have their last name before their first name because they would rather let people know who they are by knowing what they're about than knowing who they are personally. That they cared more about what they were about and the people group they belonged to than they cared about people knowing who they were as individuals. And you are in here, if you've placed your faith in Jesus have the opportunity to say, I'm willing to change my identity, the name that I label myself as, and put Jesus over this banner instead of football player or gymnast or cheerleader or, or athlete of any type or, or academic scholar or senior, or college graduate, or upper middle class, or lower class, or whatever label you like to pin yourself when you look in the mirror. That what this needs, what God needs from us is people who say, I'm willing to say Jesus before I say anything else. When people say, what are you about? You say, I'm about Jesus. Before I'm about anything else. That that is the people that are needed in a project like this. That I've already heard tonight, few people tell me, and I've heard over the last couple weeks, that this is, is hard for them, that they haven't filled one out, that they haven't been about it, because they say, I don't have any money to give, I have no way of making money, that I can't be all in because my resources aren't enough. And when you say that, You're taking the power of Jesus and saying it's not enough for him to provide what's needed. And even if you're convinced in here that God is saying, hey, you, I don't want you to give any money, that there's still opportunity to pray and there's still opportunity to serve. And so I encourage you to think about what name are you holding high? Who are you saying is the most powerful in your life? I'm going to read a scripture real quick where where God kind of identifies, Jesus identifies and and kind of repurposes and and, um, renames a group of people. It's the last thing Jesus ever said. I want you to think for a second, just go with me here since we're using our imaginations tonight, what you would say if you were on your deathbed 
and you are in a place where you said, man, uh, these are my last words, or say you're on death row, wrongly accused, I'm sure, and you're on death row, and they said, what are your last words? We do lethal injection, we're about to push the button. What is the last thing you want to say? And in front of you is your family, in front of you is your friends, in front of you, anyone that you want to be in front of you is in front of you. What would be the last words you would say? Like, I'm going to guess, I'm just going to throw this out there, there's probably something important. That maybe it's reassuring them of your love. Maybe it's reassuring them of your commitment. Maybe it's reassuring them of the future. But whatever it is, it's probably going to be memorable. That it's probably going to be something that you're going to be like, man, last words, amazing. So you got to know Jesus being fully God, fully man, still knows these are my last face-to-face words. Standing on earth with the guys that I am closest to or that are closest to me, here are my words to them. The disciples are still like super worried about God. When are you coming back, Jesus? What what are you going to do? How is this all going to work? And Jesus calms them down and says, hey, don't worry about the day or the time when I'm coming back. But he says this, it's Acts 1.8. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. These guys were from Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria. And so just to help you understand this a little better, what he told them was, don't worry about it, but wait. And as you wait, know that the Holy Spirit's going to come on you and you will receive power outside of yourself. Power to do the things that right now when you look at your resources, when you look at at your time, when you look at your schedule, when you look at the obstacles in front of you, you could never do. He says, but when you receive the Holy Spirit, you'll receive power. And then I'm going to give you a new identity that you are not going to go be your own witnesses or your friend's witnesses, but you will be my witnesses, that you will go lifting high the name of Jesus. He says, first at home, where you're from. I think of his here, you see Hampton Roads, Great Bridge, Hickory, North Carolina, and then to the ends of the earth. He goes on and it says that they, uh, that they stand there and he goes, right, he, he goes right up into the sky and they're standing there and they're, they're stuck and they're in awe. And then two men come beside the disciples as they are still standing there just like, what? Wait, what? And the guy said, what are you, what are you doing? And they're like, uh, we don't know. And he says, you heard what he said. He says, they went and they began to pray. They went and they began to pray. You took these and I told you, go and just pray. Go and pray. This is the same Holy Spirit that, that we see in Ephesians. It's Ephesians 1, 13 through 13 and 14. Actually, just 13. It says, and you are included in Christ 
When you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, these are people, he's writing to people who had never seen, this is Paul writing to this group of people in Ephesus, never seen Jesus, never actually laid a hand on Jesus. And so these people have the equivalent experience that we have to knowing Jesus. We've heard about him. We see the evidence that he's true. We maybe have trusted in him. And this is what he tells them. He says, and you were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. He says, the same Holy Spirit that entered into the disciples, the same Holy Spirit that Jesus said, when you receive this, you will receive power beyond yourself. That you will, the obstacles you can't conquer by yourself, you will conquer through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Paul goes and writes to these believers and, and these people just like us and says, and you've received the same Holy Spirit. And what I'm here to tell you is that you have also received that same Holy Spirit if you have placed your trust in Jesus and received salvation. Then he says, man, you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that you are saved. And it says, upon salvation, we receive the Holy Spirit and we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that says, you have power beyond what you think you can do. You have power to conquer more than you think you can. See, like, like those Koreans who said, no, I, I care more about the name I carry than them knowing me personally. That the Holy Spirit began to change the guys in Acts. That they received the Holy Spirit and began to do some crazy things. That they became witnesses of Jesus and not witnesses of themselves, of James and of Peter. That they began to do some crazy things. That they began to be all in on what Jesus is doing. And for us to be, you need to understand, for us to be all in on what Jesus is doing means that we choose to carry the name of Jesus. That those who are all in are those who carry the name of Jesus. Those who are all in is not just this card. It's not you saying right now, okay, I guess I'll commit to something. I guess because I feel pressured. I guess because I, I want a shirt. I guess whatever that I'll commit. No, it's saying I choose to carry the name of Jesus. And here is one way that I'm choosing to carry the name of Jesus. Here's one way that I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm trusting God to provide. Those that are all in are the ones that choose to carry the name of Jesus. And those that are all in, you need to know that you've been commissioned to do great things. In Matthew 28, and I'm going to end with this verse. In Matthew 28, Jesus is, this is like right before Acts. Right before this verse was recorded. Now you need to know like just because it was recorded here and then you got Acts, but you got some books in between. It doesn't mean like, wait, how does this timeline work? What you just need to know is in Jesus's life, he said, what's going to happen, what I'm about to read you. And then he said what happened in Acts. He said, then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and he told his disciples, I've given all authority in heaven and on earth. 
I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching these new disciples to obey all that I've commanded, all the commands I've given you, and be sure of this. I'm with you always, even to the ends of the ages. So these that were all in, it says there were some there that still were doubting. And so to, to solidify their, their doubt, to get rid of their doubt, rather, he says, what you need to know is all authority has been given to me. All authority has been given to me. I preached on this a couple of weeks ago in the big service, if you heard me. He said, all authority has been given on me. And so what you need to know is I'm sending you out. That my call for your life is that you would carry the name of Jesus. And I'm sending you into your schools. And I'm sending you into your homes. And I'm sending you into your workplaces. He says, but what you need to understand is I'm sending you to teach them about me. He goes, but here's the deal. If you get scared, if you get overwhelmed, if you get fearful, he says, I am with you always, that I am not leaving you nor forsaking you. So the guy who says, I am with you always, is also the guy who says, and all authority has been given to me. So all authority has been given to the guy who put the Holy Spirit in you, meaning all authority has been given to you through the power of the Holy Spirit to do the things that Jesus is calling you to do. That you are empowered. That there was no obstacle that could stand in your way if you're saying, man, Jesus, I'm all in on what you want to do and you're calling me to do it, then I'm trusting that those obstacles are going to fall out of the way. 